Afrolip fam. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited because I'm out here with Listening Party within Canal Street Market, aka Canal Street Radio. And I'm excited because I'm joined by a special guest today. Like, this is so, this has been brewing for some time. You know, we had to get our times right, you know, logistics, African time. We, we're ending it in 2019. Those are things we're leaving Man, in 2019, exactly. right? I am joined by Tolu. Welcome to Afrolit. Thank you for having me. What's today. up? What's up? So, <laughs> Tolu, it's so funny because I met Tolu like now going to four years ago, right? Yes, we were just talking about before we hopped on the mic. But we have, I feel like we've just kind of kept in touch. You know how you see people like glowing and doing their thing like on social like and I you're just like, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's like cheering you on. And I feel like with your brand like it just kind of took off you know and you know you may have seen her on beyonce's brown skin girl (laughs) compilation video which we'll get into as well as just the various works that she does as a designer so let's hop right into it tolu tell the fam where you are from wrap your set so I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. Hey, hey, hey. Right, I need a drop. I'm going to get a drop. You know, if they had the drum beat, the African drum beat, yeah. that's the one. Right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Or like a do-do-do-do. Right? So I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, from Lagos, Nigeria, I moved to Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Columbus, Ohio at the age of five. Then I resided there till about 16. Uh, and yeah. now I'm in New York. Wow. So So how was your experience, like, when you first, like, when did you move to Columbus? How old were you? I was five. My sister was two. And my brother wasn't here yet. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into the siblings because, you know, yeah. it's funny. You got featured on Vogue twice. One solo mm-hmm. and then one with your siblings, correct? Yes, they're like everything to me. Oh, you're the eldest of two? Yeah, I'm like oh. the mom. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're like <laughs> babysitter. I bet like family left you with mm-hmm. like to take care of them. But yeah, so as you were saying, when you moved to Columbus when you were five years old, right? And like... Did you, while you were in Columbus, like, what was that experience like? Like, just from leaving, I mean, I'm sure that Lagos, because you were a child, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you, like, maybe had some childhood Mm -hmm. memories of growing up. But, like, do you more so, did you find, like, yourself within Columbus? Like, just walk me through that, like, experience with your family. So, my recollection of, like, Nigeria is very little in the sense of um, childhood memories. The only thing I probably remember was, like, going to my grandmother's house and just always right. stuffing my face with food. <laughs> Yum. Um, but the reason why we moved to Columbus, Ohio, was like my dad currently was living in Jersey. Okay. He filed for us and, you know, not right. everyone has Right, right. Oh, like complete, totally like a new experience because I just remember like, it's cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> cold. Like, like, I still freezing. have pictures of like in six different layers and I still remember I how know. cold I was that day. But overall, like life in Ohio, it was very chill. Yeah. But I knew right right when living in Ohio that it wasn't necessarily the state that I wanted to be in. Yeah. Just more like the creative aspect of like things that happen in Ohio. Ohio is more like I want to raise a family. You know, I want to settle down. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a fast hype beast life in a sense. Mm. Like I felt like that's what Lagos was, and I wanted to like recollect that and have that over. Mm. But I was like, where can I do that within? the u.s right so, um new york was always like an option for me oh. and when i was in ohio i went to like 
uh, art school. So everyone had a career technical education. Yeah. So during high school, you get to choose um, yeah. what path you want to go to. So it's either you want to do design, graphic, architect, welding, stuff like that. So during that year, I think it was 20... 14 yeah. they closed the department for the fashion design department oh. and that's literally what i wanted to do like i would run around the house with like a light board trying to sketch that's i so drew cute. all over the wall like <laughs> I, my mom literally still have boxes of like all my drawings so like really? i had a whole bunch of stuff then one of my best friends ife we used to like always design together and her drawing skill was so amazing. And that literally like, oh, I gotta get better. Like, <laughs> no, like she's yeah. not even a designer. Right, right. So we used to always like go back and forth and just encourage each other. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, we want to go to like be in New York and stuff. Yeah. And one day I said it um, just jokingly to my mom, like, oh yeah, like, oh my school, they shut down the department. I want to move to New York. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. So. During that time, I was like, okay, if I can convince my mom, all I have to do is convince my dad. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I made a PowerPoint of reason why I needed to be Shout in New York. Shout out to this, so like, entrepreneurship. <laughs> like, <laughs> already, you're like, like, listen, I'm about to have to the, the car facts, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you have to have something right. to... Insurance, you know, back it up. Parents, hey, talk about it. Talk and I'm, about I was, it. Honestly, I, I got to give big shout out to my parents for like honestly believing in me mm. for something like everyone would come over and tell them like oh you really let your daughter move to New York at 16 to study fashion like out of everything so like I honestly just want to like give God the glory for like Amen. blessing me with parents like that that mm-hmm. literally from from a childhood like they believed in my dream and like they literally always continue to push for me mm-hmm. so yeah, I okay. can't hear you. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I'm so honored to just like have them in my life and just have like God chose those parents for me in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only feel like reason, num- number one reason why my mom was always a big advocate of like me moving to New York is like she's a cosmetologist, but growing up in Nigeria, people always belittle her like, oh, you're a cosmetologist. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really not a job. That's more that's of a hobby. Right. What and type of work is that? that? Exactly. And with me, that's another reason why I have such a love for braids. I grew up in a salon. So in Ohio, my mom was working like literally a year in riding a salon every day after school. I'll go to the salon, sit there, watch Nollywood movie, mm-hmm. braid, help her part. So it's like mm. that connection of like, daughter and mother is like it's always been there so like she's always been like my backbone she's always like pushed me just to just do like anything that I wanted to do so I proposed the powerpoint to my dad <laughs> and I was just like look I want to go to New York like this is what I want to do um if you let me go to New York now you won't have to pay for out-of-state tuition and that saves us money mm-hmm. so and at that time I was 16 and it was like 2015 or whatever and my parents already knew like okay this girl is serious during high school i started like selling candy i was like the candy girl <laughs> like i still have <laughs> pictures of like i would come in there with two book bags mm-hmm. i would freeze my capri suns the day before and i'm loving like hustle <laughs> y'all you're showing continue <laughs> like you're just showing so much tenacity you. you're like i'm getting this like designer of me course, i'm no. designer <laughs> i just had to and it's like they was like okay if you want to go to new york you have to like come up with some form of like yeah income as well or something to just you know help with this trip and i was like okay i got this so 
that year I knew I was moving, so I just started selling candy. I think like every week I was racking in like $200 worth of money from candy. So I had Slim Jims mixed with Lay's, what? with Skittles, Honey Bun, what? everything. Like by the end of the day, like I only had, um, what is it called, Airheads in my bag. What? So yeah. Oh and Airheads gosh. was 25 cents. Right. So that would come with your Capri Sun. So Those who watch Top Boy, yes, you were literally so. little, what's his name? You mm. know, the homie, little homie Ace. Was it Ace? Anyway. If Doss was here. Do right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were little homie just like out here like, listen, family, mm -hmm. I got it. I got it. <laughs> wow. No, that... That speaks so, like you've said so much, and I think the beauty is that A, it just showcases who you are mm -hmm. as a person. Like you knew from like kind of the get-go, which I think is a blessing. Yeah. You knew so well of what you wanted and like you were so laser focused. And I feel like that's already a lesson in itself. Like the moment you become laser focused in like what just you want to do, yeah. you have to push and like work for it. And I, I want to come back to what you said about your mom and like your family actually, just mm -hmm. like how those elements kind of, Obviously, like, when someone looks you up, which will be left in the description box, they'll see all the inspiration that you get from your family. But talk to me just more about, like, how seeing, like, black women or, you know, women come in to do their hair, like, what that did for your confidence? Like, mm -hmm. did it ever make you question, like, your skin tone because you are mm -hmm. of a darker complexion? Like, That's how did, one. you know, <laughs> did you ever, you know, did you ever have those moments with your mom and she had to kind of encourage you or being in that space kind of already was the affirmation that you needed? Um, actually, um, I would say tears in, like, so I was going through this weird stage from middle school to high school. My mom was a cosmetologist. She always did my hair, but she will always want to do my hair in a particular style. She's like, uh, you know, you're Nigerian, you're African, embrace this Africanness in you. Like, right. Like, this is your beauty in a sense. And, and she sees you like her doll, you know, like, yeah, like and she your little like, muse. Like, like totally, like, I want to try this style on you. And uh -huh. I'm like, no, I won't weave. Go to AliExpress. Like, wow. I want, I, like, put some extensions in my yeah, hair. Like, yeah, yeah, Then that's yeah. when I went through the stage of, like, perm, flat iron, and literally Ooh. just this whole back and forth yeah. with just, like, I just wanted to fit in so much. Yeah. And it was, like, I went to a predominantly black school, mm -hmm. and it was just, like, at that time, you know, like, African mm. wasn't it, you know? I still so. remember, like, this day when this boy, I came home crying. It was this boy I liked, too, and Aww. I told her that I liked her because, like, me and my mom, like, I could tell her anything, and, like, We'll we'll be making shade together. Yeah. And that's when I told her about my first crush, do like <laughs> Shay, make mixing ah. Shay. So um I told her about this boy I liked and how um he called me Caesar or whatever. And I'm like, What is Caesar? Mm -hmm. I was so confused, not knowing like I went home that day, I'm like, Okay, who the hell is Caesar? Mm -hmm. I such a Caesar. Caesar is something from the planet of apes, the movie. <gasps> oh and that literally my. throughout that whole time that like destroyed my self esteem. So, like, I found myself more in her salon. And then she would, like, have me sit in her salon just to hear conversations that she's having with women about, like, growing up and just, like, embracing their skin and yes. loving their skin. And I think that's honestly what got me to the stage of, like, self-love in a way. Yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't say, like, if I look back at Otolu, she didn't love herself, you Ooh. know? So, like, but seeing the growth of that and having my mom being, like, the big advocate, like, look, like, Look at yourself, like, mm. every single day. Like, she would just tell me, my sister, like, do you guys see what God has blessed you with, right. you know? And People it was just a so daily jealous. conversation, like, look at yourself in the mirror and just 
be appreciative of what you have, the looks you have, like, because mm-hmm. these are what other people really wish they bestowed in themselves that they don't have. And this is more of an envious thing in a sense. Yeah. So it's like a daily conversation with all her coworkers, with like new people. And just hearing other people experience made me feel like I wasn't alone, you know? Mm. And that was more of like the comfort I need. Because I was just like, wow, like, it's rad. This like, is this is crazy. crazy. And it's so, un- it's really interesting that you pinpointed that it came from being in a predominantly black school. You would have thought exactly. that. Even, yes, you know how it was like back in the day. Obviously, being African was not cool. Like, it mm-hmm. just became, and it honestly just became cool. Like, I want to say like three years ago. Yeah. If the we're being real, uh, I know. Thank God. Like, wow. We ride in it. And we're going to ride. ride Make sure that those checks are written with right. our names on it. But, like, I think it's very interesting how there had to be that cycle of, like, finding your Mm -hmm. sisterhood within such a warm and loving place like the salon. And I think now we're giving more validation Mm -hmm. to the salon. I think that now we're, like, recognizing how important it is to, like, find those safe spaces. So much conversations that happen in the salon. So many. So much that I didn't know that I needed. Like, every time I go back home, I'm like, I have to go to the salon just to talk to someone, you know? Because it's like every single person I talk to is a different story, a different experience. Different. Yeah. So different. And the beauty is that, like, you can kind of find a piece of yourself from mm-hmm. that because there's always like you know the the crazy turn up story or there's always the auntie who's like gonna go out and yeah. like how she goes out what she's gonna get dressed up as and mm-hmm. like you kind of gain a different level of yourself like yeah. from hearing those like stories and testimonies and i think that's beautiful and so okay wow so now <laughs> you know you're kind of you know what you want you've mm-hmm. given your parents a powerpoint so they let you move to New York. Yeah, so they um, drove me to New York August 20, like 22nd, I believe, around that time. Okay. With all my stuff. Mind you, I'm from Ohio, so we have a lot of space. And I wasn't preparing to come to New York with, <laughs> I didn't like, it was my, I think I've been to New York before, but it was more like yeah. a two-day stopover, like to go to Nigeria. Oh, so that yeah, was another yeah, like yeah. form of finding myself. Like my parents planned this big trip for us to go to Nigeria in 2012 with my entire sibling. Oh, and wow. we were there for like two months. Okay. And it was just like a life-changing experience. And ever since then, I was like, okay, yeah, like I have to start something back home. I have to like connect more with my culture. So that was the first time you had been back since you since left. Yeah. Wow. What was, oh, wow. We need to get into that. So what <laughs> What was that experience like? Like just, you know, a preparing like to see mm-hmm. all of your, you know, on your mother's side, on your father's side. Like, just did everyone kind of like show you old pictures of like yourself, like oh, seeing your yes. old friends? Uh, like, what was I that experience? Friends, more like yeah. family members. Family, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how would I explain? So my parents are re- when it comes to like planning big trips, they were prepared. <laughs> when I say prepared, prepared. They were shipping like over ten ganamas go oh just of just of food because it's like okay like this is gonna be these kids' first experience. I want them to like it. Right, I don't want right. And my brother he grew up here. He was born here. My mom shipped over like twenty box of pancakes because he doesn't eat like African food. He's so not she used was to like, it yet. She was so yeah. prepared for it just to like have this experience and like love it so much. You know in a way. Yeah. So going to Nigeria, it was like. 
for the first month we stayed with my mother's side mm -hmm. second month we stayed with my father's side um my mother's side is like really really big like yeah. everyone is always at my grandmother's house yeah everyone comes over there to eat and my mom has like a, a foundation yeah. where she sends money like to her mom every ah, every month and they'll I buy they'll buy food for the kids in the neighborhood and they'll distribute it within family so it's just like everyone was so excited to like see us and i was just like wow how do these people have such a connection to us and i haven't seen them since i was five so it was just like to see how blood is like blood connects like automatically when i saw my family like my my heart just was warm mm -hmm. in a way you know mm -hmm. um and it was just like more of a sense of finding myself that's mm -hmm. when like i started figuring out like Oh my goodness, like African hairstyles are really cool. So it was then. It was then. Wow. So I started like little yeah. things like just like um cornrows or like bantu knots mm -hmm. or like um even um bebo is like when you braid it like underneath in a sense. Okay. So it's like not the cornrows come out but they're braids within yes, or whatever. Yes, um, yes. And I was just doing all of that in Nigeria and I was like, Oh, I think this is cool. Mm -hmm. And at that time I think I was like twelve or like around twelve, thirteen. Mm -hmm. And that's like when you don't really think things like that are cool in a yeah. sense. But I was, like, so fascinated about it. So then I asked my mom to take me to, like, all the salons and, like, talk to all the aunties on the streets yeah. and to learn. And it was really cool just to have, like, that experience at, like, a young age because I feel like that's what molded me into, like, the person I'm becoming, like, right now in a sense. That is amazing because I think that when you were in that space, like, mm -hmm. yes, you grew up in the salon in America, but yeah. it's like, it's so you know, different. it's so different. Yeah. It's really different. And then also at that time to like go back and be so young, but also yeah. still aware of like, you know what, this is me, you yeah. know, like you were already kind of building that like level of self-awareness mm -hmm. and like, again, like you said, just understanding different aspects of yourself, you mm -hmm. know, like I think there's a beauty in growing within like that piece. it is yeah. it, it is a puzzle piece you know what i mean and i don't and i think the beauty is that you you never like as you keep filling it like you may think it's full and then like another exactly. full side that needs to be like pieces need to be put in gets unlocked a you didn't even know you needed a puzzle you didn't even know you needed yeah. exactly and so you're you were there how long were you in nigeria for for the first time i was there for two months so okay yeah. wow two months two month this was in the summer the summer oh my god team of parents literally took us everywhere we went to olumara rock uh -huh. we went to lucky we went to the beach we went just traveled just Nigeria traveled and, and it like was our first like vacation as a family together really so yeah because like my parents are just like work 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 yeah, i mean like, yeah <laughs> we're african hey yeah. in a different city in a different place so of course all they know is like we're here to work this right. is not vacation time like yeah. the most we've ever done was like probably like <laughs> two hours away from Ohio yeah. or like ATL, nothing big, but like ATL just to get our passport to go to Nigeria. <laughs> you know what I mean? Facts, <laughs> facts. So but, yeah. yeah, so you were there for two months. So then when you came back, did mm -hmm. you? W that was when you planned to that now was move like me to like New York. Yeah, move to New York because I was like, well, it was like me getting into high school right when I came back. Okay. So yeah, I was now in high school. You're now in high school. When I came back, yeah. Okay, so then talk to me now with your parents, like bringing you to New York. Mm -hmm. Like what? So now you've arrived in New York. Like were mm -hmm. you staying with like extended relatives? Yes. Yeah, so for a Ooh, the true story. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh no. So, yeah. 
I was staying with um, my dad's best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed with them for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful that they actually, like, they took me in because, like, New York is a state that it's hard. Like, it is hard. It's already hard to live here alone than to bring someone else into your personal space. It's true. I definitely, like, understood more stuff as I grew older. Yeah. Like, having my own space now, I'm like, wow, like, they really try. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not easy. They were living... He was a newlywed as well. They were living in um, a one-bedroom in Chipset Bay. So, like, I was commuting from Chipset Bay to, to like, New York. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, they were living in Chipset Bay. I was um, staying pretty much for a year and a half, blowing up my airbed in their living room. My stuff was in our closet. And that was, like, my day-to-day, yeah. like, living for a year and a half and just commuting from Chipset Bay from Ships at Bay all the way to um, Art and Design because I went to Art and Design High School, oh, and that's okay. a like that's a two like roughly a two hour commute. So, so did you finish? So you didn't finish high school there. You no, finished? I didn't finish high school in Ohio. Ah, so because okay. um, I needed to get like my yeah. region credit. Yeah. So I um, moved to New York right before um, like junior year. So I got here, started junior year, mm-hmm. and did all my re- regions so I can de- um, then graduate. Okay, yeah. okay. So then when you were, wow, so you were blowing up, man. <laughs> <gasps> so I met That's you when exhausting. I was 16 and a half. That's crazy. Yeah. And like, yo, you already had this, like, it's so beautiful to now understand like the backstory. Mm-hmm. So that now, even once I, like, once we met, like, there was already so much that you knew that you wanted to do. And like, being in this city. And shout out to every stylish girl. Because yes. like, Sip and Slay, like, their first, first year. One. Because, like, I was able to interact with you. And, like, from that, that's when you... So you had already started creating Shea Butter. Because you had... Yeah, so you mentioned that you used to make it with your mom. Was Mm -hmm. that always just, like, a pastime hobby? Like, explain that a little bit more. So with the Shea Butter, it was, like, everyone in our family needed Shea for a reason. Um, My brother is a all-time athlete like he yeah. plays tennis soccer like amazing any sport, yeah boy can play and i think that's uh, the example that you used even when you were like showing us the yeah. shape yeah oh, yeah i did show yeah. you guys yeah uh-huh. so um my brother does that my sister um she pretty much during that i think like five years before that she um had an accident where she poured hot water on her leg Ooh. so it's like she was still going through like embracing herself yeah. with her scar and like trying to like have her scar heal yeah. um, my mo- mother at the time had alopecia and i have eczema so it's like everyone in the family had a reason to use this shea and my mom would use the shea butter on her clients and it was something that was in her salon always stocked up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, one day, this was when I was still in New York. Like, my mom was already working on the packaging. She got some stickers done in Nigeria. Oh but everything was just yeah. so, like, ugly. <laughs> and I was just like, no, you know? <laughs> so right when I was going to... Was it that, like, traditional type traditional, of packaging? Traditional, it was like, oh, then like it was her name, shit. Grace Oye. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. It was just so... It was not. It looked like, have you ever seen those funeral stickers from yes. back home? It was one of those funeral stickers. I'm just like, why? Oh, my gosh. Right in the oh. center. It wasn't even a circle. It was a that square. Is. And it was like, 
like folding it's over. It's not gonna entice someone exactly. to want to buy it. And I was just like, yeah. this is not it, mom. And it was like something that I would say joking, like you should like let me take over, you know. <laughs> and at the time, I was in New York, and I was just going through a withdrawal of my family, mm. and I needed something to like sustain myself in a way. Like I would find myself like crying every day oh just because no. it's like I'm, I was a baby you know what I mean yeah. I was young and it's like I didn't know it was gonna be that hard being by myself <laughs> so I just needed something to like uh -huh. connect with my culture connect with home yeah and just literally just help myself stay sane in a way yeah. so that's where I found like a love with Oye Green so mm -hmm. at first it was called Grace um, Shea Butter then we changed it to like Oye Shea Butter at okay. the time. So at that moment, and I was going to art and design, yes. and this was like right when I was still in New York, I started teaming up with um, different students within the school because we had different majors. So there's um, design, fashion design, mm. there's graphic designers, there's illustrators. So I teamed up with one of my friends, Kalila, mm -hmm. and I was like, look, my mom's working on this brand and I need your help. Could you help me make a logo? And she, we sat there together and she's like, okay, what, how do you spell your last name? And that's when we started playing around with my last name. Uh, and then we came up with Oye with the symbol. So yeah. Oh, we, that yeah. is, um, see again, there's always been that thread of like entrepreneurial, just background, like tying in your community, like making sure mm -hmm. that you're, you're about to go get it. So when you when did you decide to like take this on as your own or did your mom kind of give you the go ahead like were you just like listen mm -hmm. like I'm gonna make this logo like was she accepting she to was everything like, if you want to do it shot just do it <laughs> just make sure you do it like nice nice and I was like okay I got you and I was yeah. like bet so then that's when I started doing it in school um after and when did you change the name I changed OEA it like Shea that same Butter. year so okay. I think it was like. 2015, 2015 i changed it yeah i was now yeah. oye green oye which green. is more so of a lifestyle yeah, yeah so tell me about the brand because i feel like that's always been kind of what you were leading up to mm -hmm. even with everything that you've done understanding your culture getting a true sense of who you mm -hmm. are like it kind of all came together to birth this mm -hmm. yes so what is and what does oye green mean okay so oye green in three different languages means completely different things okay so in oye which is my last name it yeah. means royalty it means king okay in, spanish, in your language in, yeah in yoruba uh -huh. in spanish it means listen okay. in tree it means good so like what Ooh. i came up with like um listen up the king of all shay is here so that's I like y'all <laughs> the king of all shay is here so that was like the little slogan i uh -huh. had behind that um so what I would like to say, like, Oye Green is, it's pretty much like an archive for um, skin and African skin, hair, and beauty products in a way. Because okay. after going to Nigeria, I realized that um, we don't really show appreciation to our culture when it comes to, like, traditional stuff. Mm -hmm. So from the shea butter, like, if you go back home, a lot of people don't like to say they use shea butter. They would rather be saying that I'm using American goods. Or Nivea. Or, yeah, or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and it was just pretty much I wanted to have um, just a brand that highlights being African to the max in the sense of, like, mm. um, just – showcasing that and just like highlighting that 24 7 so if you go on our page we're always having like 
archive pictures from the family or when it comes to like just how the skincare product derived from showing the process of how the shea was made or like traditional stuff like we just added the rubber and a lot of people don't like okay how am i going to use rubber now <laughs> in 2019 Teen. but just ha even having a page that like still have archive pieces like that because like you can't go anywhere and just be like let me find rubber you know yeah. and i feel like we're slowly um deraying from that and we i just are. want like just to have a page or just like a platform in a sense that focus and highlight on the beauty of just being african within beauty and skin and lifestyle overall so yeah and it's beautiful that you're using it even outside of because you know i think the beauty is sometimes people feel like and we got a lot of listeners from all over shout out afrolip fam <laughs> so like you know sometimes i get like people who are you know oh how can i you know i want something from this brand i can't mm -hmm. really interact with it but you just said it like it's more of a platform to really highlight like these things that are from yeah. africa and kind of building that archival exactly. sense and understanding that our beauty didn't start Mm -hmm. now because i feel like now and i would love to get your opinion on mm -hmm. this i feel like now because it is fun and mm -hmm. popular to be african and yeah. everyone's embracing their african roots but there's also a sense of like nostalgia that's being mm -hmm. lost in terms of like oh yeah. like you know what our parents did wasn't mm -hmm. cute but now it's cute now you know yeah. and it's like you can't take now without the past, past you exactly. know you can't understand burnout without knowing fella mm -hmm. you know so it's like what do you say to people who don't really you know who are just becoming like embracing the culture now and like may not know if how or wh what they should like be looking for in like what was old or what's in the past mm -hmm. you know what i mean like what do you think is what do you think will help people really understand our true beauty like is it in finding and looking at like archival footage or is it just represented in like what we're showcasing now i think it's a both a mixture of both a mixture you know, of both like they collide with each other for me i started more of like archives mm -hmm. so going back home i saw archives of my grandparents and i was just like wow like mm. i didn't know like what life was in nigeria like in the 1960s right. and seeing those pictures those images come to life and just seeing that i was just like so amazed and that's like at that moment i was like yo i think i want to study anthropology or like <laughs> no because yeah, i was just so amazed yeah. that like like you can literally see how life was for them just by this image so i just it's started my research so through that true. and i started like i think that was when i started following amy south yeah Suzy shout Journey out to her yeah so i was like so obsessed like every single day like i'll be scrolling her page and just even doing research on my own going to school and like searching up like okay from tribes to tribes and learning different things about like the Nigerian culture itself because Nigeria is so big, you know what I mean? It's you so guys much. have the biggest population, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not even that it's just like because there's so many like because that's how you are able to like i think it's an awesome thing because it's like you are able to dominate the industries mm -hmm. that you're in you know like you can't go nowhere without meeting, meeting a nigerian. nigerian like you even go to the north pole i swear there's probably a nigerian, nigerian? There. Like, just to see just yeah, to see how it is it, right know? i just want to see what they're doing with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so oh my gosh so 
now that you have this brand, mm-hmm. what? So you expanded because you. When I first met you, you mm-hmm. had the shea butter. Yeah, it was but just the shea butter. Focus. Y- yeah, it's mm-hmm. just the shea butter for a period. But mm-hmm. now I see that you have, like you said, like some of the beauty brands, the waist beads, the mm-hmm. calorie shells, and even the infamous, um, mm-hmm. what is it, do rag? Yes. that's made out of like traditional. I want to say um, African Prince Ankara, Ankara yeah, yeah, Ankara print, and what it's lined with reversible um, do rag as well. Yes. So you know, you can Wave, you know, listen, no, wave game. ourselves in <laughs> at Oye Green, and we are live. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, what inspired you again to like, was it just driving from the mission? Like, what inspired you to create that? And is it all handmade? Um, everything is predominantly handmade. Okay. Like, with the shea butter, it was something that me and my mom worked on together with the, um, Ilarine comb. Okay. I work with dots. I was like, yo, look, I really love the African comb. I love to do something out of acrylic, but I have an engraving on it. So it's a de- daily reminder of like, my hair is our glory. So mm. on the comb, it has an engraving that says, Glory. So just like at that moment, like I wasn't really like, I was going through transitions with my hair again. I yeah. just like, I just needed a daily boost. Like, yo, your hair is beautiful. Like, you're the no shit. No matter like, you know what. what? I mean? So just like reading that message every day on the um on the comb was like something that just uplifted my spirit in a sense. I love so that. So we did that, and it's like I'm I love teaming up with like people within my community, like um mm. the new packaging with the comb. Yeah. Um, the carries the waist bead. I teamed up with an FIT um product developer student so we sat down for like month going back like i think i want to do this i want to do that and like even having a background in like photoshop and playing with like things on illustrator um i just enjoy that but overall like when i look at oye i just wanted to be in a sense a household name of all african goods that you can come you know and it will just be easy access because i feel like for us at times we kind of find it as like um, young Gen Zs, millennials, like just to go to an African market to buy something. Like there's always that like awkwardness hesitation about it. Like you don't know which uncle might harass you right. that day. Right. Or you the don't know exactly. what who you're gonna interact you don't with. Know who Maybe you don't have cash. You. Exactly. You know you don't know what auntie's gonna ask you. Like I mm-hmm. saw you on Instagram. Like the you know, outfit you may be wearing exactly. to go there. You know, you didn't plan like exactly. modest girl. I'm kidding. No. You know, so yeah. Was, I wanted it to be an easier route, for instance, for people to have um, a connection to African goods and pretty much to start a dialogue about, like, African culture. And that's another thing. That's why I was always big with, like, um, working on my sister, who is um, a journalist as well, and, like, just, like, starting conversations through words, through, like, media, through pictures. And that's how we came together and, like, oh, like, I think we should do something and like pitch it to Vogue. Mm-hmm. And that's how we pitched our family story of recreating portraits to Vogue. That's and that's how that amazing. came along. Amazing. Yeah. So you sent out like your own, like it wasn't like a, I mean, but I think on this, so on the occasion with your family, mm-hmm. you reached out to them. But on the second occasion, mm-hmm. which you kind of, you know, you're segueing into <laughs> it right before <laughs> me. So how was it? Were they just like interested in like what you post? Because, yo. She has a fly aesthetic on <laughs> Instagram, guys. Like, I see it. I'm just like, all right, let me get my outfits together. Let me get my <laughs> skin together. Let me really focus in. And, like, I think you really portray yourself, like, in an amazing way. And, like, Thank you're you. able to, like, tie it with, like, 
the archival stuff mm-hmm. as well as your business. Mm-hmm. And so with Vogue World, did mm-hmm. they also reach out to you or did you like send your picture in? Like how did that come about? So Vogue World, that was really funny because um, I was in Nigeria right when I got um, the email about Vogue World. Mind you, I was like, okay, I'm turning off all my emails. I'm not checking no emails. I was like, you see these detox. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Enjoy the family time. <laughs> Do you? This is what you came here for. Not knowing um, that they emailed me like two weeks ago, and I didn't check. I didn't know. And then they send it a following email Stress. like, Tolu, um, we're just getting back to you. Um, we would really love for you to be in Vogue World. Um, we just want to know if we can, like, you know, have you a part of this. And I was like, I was uh-huh. so like, you were like, what? Confused. <laughs> and mind you, that day I was supposed to go um, meet up with a friend. I couldn't even think anymore. I was like, what? It, th- now you were in Nigeria at this time. I was in Nigeria, Ooh. and I was like, because the thing is, I had to write um, up, um, pretty much. Not necessarily a pitch, but I had to tell them about myself. Yeah. And I was already, like, past the deadline. So I was so just like, like, do it now. Yes. Today yes. is Let the alone, day. I had no internet at the moment. My internet just finished after I checked the email. So I was literally running around like a chicken with no head, like, just looking for internet. To, so I was like, okay, uncle, like, can you please, like, just charge me that up? That's right. So he Send charged, it in. He charged me up. And that's when I was like, okay, going through um, the email and I, was, I started answering the question and it was an easy process after that and literally I was waiting because I was like, okay, so what am I going to tell them? Which part am I going to work on? Right. So during my whole trip to Nigeria, I was... At this time, when at was this? At this time, this was um, 2018. Oh, yes, so it's last year. Last okay. year, yeah. Last year, December. Mm-hmm. Lit. So <laughs> <laughs> Life changing. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but yeah. It was really good. Um, and then I was like, okay, so what What would I like to show, bro? Like, what would I like to convey with yeah. my hairstyle? And I was like, going through different hairstyles throughout the time. Yeah. So I documented, like, four different styles of braids. And then that's when I sent them the last one that I did, which happened to be in uh, my brand color, OE, um, mm, OEA green. green. And I had the green braids. And one thing that was really cool about that as well is, like, I was in an actual salon because I tend to be like either having like my cousin do my hair yeah, that at home. was at home. So it was like being in a salon, being around like six women doing my hair at the same time, just like jumping and having conversations, people coming in and selling and just like it was just so beautiful and authentic in a way. Mm-hmm. So like I ended up showing that one, don't showing that project to them and they ended up picking that same project. Amazing. So that's like how like my connection in a sense to like Vogue and Vogue World came across. Came so yeah. together. But before that, my sister was, you know, she's already doing her thing, thing on Team Vogue. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, and I think the beauty is that because you were so close with your family, like mm-hmm. it was it was bound to happen. I mean, yeah. of course. But like, has that really changed even with like your social networks? Like once the moment that it dropped, like did you find like business even like picked up like what was the experience like afterwards on being featured in vogue like i'm sure so many people called you to congratulate you <laughs> but like you know what really stood out to you from just like all the like messages and my after parents actually got more calls than i did which was really? so funny <laughs> so they was like wow <gasps> as in like hey yeah. we see your daughter, we see your daughter. Like, maybe new york wasn't a bad thing for her you know because really? it was like the same people saying like 
oh, her being in New York, like, that's going to change her. Like, she's too young. Then those are the same people like, okay. Because hey, it's a, rep- a yeah. respectable platform. Mm-hmm. Vogue, like, you can't mess with that. That's legit. <laughs> that's so interesting. So when you are when you spoke, like, when, I'm sure when you have, like, the family group mm-hmm. chat, like, were they just sending you all the different people that, yeah, like, reached out? That was my dad with the picture for, like, a month. So it's just, like, you know? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. It just completely changed. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And so now, of course, like, you know, having lived in New York for some time and, like, understanding that you know, you, you're doing so, you're multifaceted mm-hmm. within design. Like, what do you see next for you? Like, are you still going to be designing? Actually, before we get into that, there's also another feature because we all saw the, well, I mean, it was awesome because I saw it and I was like, wait, is this the same brand that I know? And then you um, confirmed it when you posted on Instagram. The Oye Green reversible mm-hmm. do-rag was in the Made for Now video with yes, Janet Jackson. Yes. How did that happen? How did that happen? Oh, wow. Um, so one of my close friends, Caleb, Ghana mm-hmm. Boy, a.k.a. Hey. on Instagram. Yes. Um, he literally was the hype man for that do-rag. He loves it. He yeah. has, like, over three pairs. Yeah. And he was one of the um, dancers for the yes. Made for Now video. Um, video and i think during rehearsals he would always wear the durag and they were already going for like the afrocentric thing yeah like kind of streetwear yes and they were just i think after that they was obsessed with the durag and i was like okay you have to like bring the durag again and that's when he bought the durag and it it was then featured in the music video oh again. wow i was so surprised did they not tell you no i didn't know oh. until like after he's like oh i got a surprise for you watch this and uh-huh. i was just like what that's crazy see that's the and i think that's the beauty about living in a city like Mm -hmm. new york is because like the community is like small enough but still big enough where it's like you never yeah yeah, and enclosed like especially with the africans because it's like you never know what like where your product is gonna go and it's gonna be in rooms and places that like you've yet to be in Mm -hmm. so it's like already awesome to think like you know the the stylist or whoever if they ever Mm want to reference back to something that's like afrocentric which I feel is taking over. Mm-hmm. They can always remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, green. And it's like, wow, Janet, like I can never forget that. You know, so and like that's something you could definitely add it to the lookbook, add it yeah. to the press clippings, <laughs> you know, like that's something that, I mean, it's forever, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be known forever. And another thing that I've said, like it was like major in a sense, just because I'm a design student, a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people just associates me with Oye Green, but yes. moving to New York was my main reason was to be a, a designer. designer. But before going to, I went, to, I started FIT. I started as advertising marketing communication. Oh. So I was really big into like branding, yes. product development, just like overall how everything looks appealing aesthetics and just like moving that in a sense. Um, and moving that in a sense. <laughs> yeah. But um, just going. going back to, like, design, that was another way I can connect with Oye because, like, I would sit there and I will make the D-Rags in a sense, and I was connecting, like, my design aesthetic and bringing that together and just, like, com- combining that in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think – and I think – the beauty and what I've just heard from you is that you kind of had it all along, like being a designer. I think we're all creatives. I love, mm-hmm. you know, talking Afrolit is for the creatives. It's like by the creatives. So like, and I think a lot of times we don't know the behind the scenes story, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. I think 
understanding who you are, becoming so self-aware in yourself is what helped you even become the designer mm -hmm. and like the, you know, production manager for yourself, yeah. you know, and like really going through the motions of studying at FIT, which mm -hmm. is the Fashion Institute of Technology. Technology. The number one top fashion school in the world right now. Oh, y'all top Parsons. Top Parsons. Duh, 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 duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am a new school alum, so I got to rep Parsons all day. But that is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But yes, FIT and like just, again, being in that space makes you kind of inspired, you mm -hmm. know? So what inspires you now, like, moving forward? Like, what are you excited for, the trends that you're seeing that mm -hmm. are coming up? Like, both of us, you know, I'm Kenyan, you're Nigerian. Mm -hmm. Like, what is some? what are the few things, like, you know, you don't have to name all of them, but just mm -hmm. a few things that you're excited for, you know, going into 2020, mm -hmm. what are you excited mm -hmm. to be wearing? What are you excited to be doing? Who designers yes. that you're looking for? I okay. mean, I'm obsessed with orange culture. Orange I saw them yeah. this, mm -hmm. yeah, I saw them this fashion week. Yeah, with Studio 189, mm -hmm. gang, gang. Uh, but yeah, I want to know what who you're excited for. So, top favorite brands, I would say, is Omomandi. I love Omomandi. Uh -huh. um, and as well as Area NYC. Okay. They're a Parsons alum. Okay. And they're just literally amazing in like texture, yeah. um, content, and just like silhouettes. I feel like everything they do is just like always on point. Yes. And then I like their aesthetics when it comes to like fashion in a sense. Uh -huh. um, next thing for myself is I want to more focus on OA Journal. Okay. Um, just focus back and real back the main reason why I moved to design because I feel like gradually over the years I've been not necessarily um, backsliding in a way but I haven't connected more on the design aspect because it's like New York is so big in a sense. It is. And it's like you can get caught up in. You can just get caught up in a lot in of things. Life. And just in life in general and necessarily like get caught up in your head because I found myself at one point I was always caught up in my head, like just overthinking things and just like instead of just doing it in a sense when it came to design, like I was comfortable doing everything else and just doing it right away. But design it was something that I was always like fearful of like putting it out there or just portraying or just like just doing it right ahead. So that's why I was like, OK, I have to start somehow. So I started OA Journal. So that was more of a documentation of like my um, fashion design journal and just like showing the people like, okay, this is a page, this is a day, this is a life of a designer in a sense through her daily journal. That's so that's amazing. what I'm um, working on. Um, I wanna later on expand on having um, totally designs in a sense mm -hmm. and like hopefully having like my first collection and having all of that in the works, speaking everything into existence because you know, God hears all things he's hearing us exactly now. Exactly, so he is. No. Uh, tell me more, though, about that fear mm -hmm. of, like, making the jump. Because I feel like, you know, as risk takers mm -hmm. or as people who you know that there's more to you than what you're doing currently, like, mm -hmm. what inspired you to make that jump to say you know what like mm -hmm. yes you were design you were at fit but yeah. studying you know not studying design yeah but what really helped you decide like you mm -hmm. know what i'm actually a designer and this marketing is not for mm -hmm. me so in a sense i did marketing because i was like okay i can use marketing for both designing and my family brand so i was like okay marketing in mm -hmm. this form is a kind of safe spot for me and i still enjoyed it 
but after um, applying, because FIT is broken up into two years, so it was like I had to apply for my bachelor year, and I was just like, I cannot continue this anymore. <laughs> it's too repetitive. I want to be hands-on. So I was like, okay, I'm going to design. So that's when I switched majors when I came back from Nigeria from 2018, and I started and I switched major, and I was in a one-year program for fashion design. So it was very rigorous. Like It was two years compact in one year. And I was working at the same time. <gasps> so I was going to school like four days a week and working four days a week. So, Woo! yeah. And so when you entered into, did you have to like reapply to enter I into I had to reapply. I had to um, recreate uh, a portfolio and go through that whole entire So they didn't process. make it any easier for no. you because you were there. Yeah. Wow. So I did all of that. And um, this is going to be technically like my last semester in design. So I did a whole year of a two-year in one in a sense. So, yeah. That's insane. And I think Would like you recommend other students to do the same thing that you did? If you know what you want and yeah. you know like where you're going, yeah. most definitely. I did the one year because I'm like, I'm not a school person. I don't like being in school. Yeah. I and also it's money. It's you money, know? you know. And I was just like, I'll just do this and get it over with and know like, okay, this year you can't do, you don't have the luxury to do what you did last year or have the time. Like, this is your life. This is your career. Just mm -hmm. go for it. Like, no one's going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself. And I was just like, I wanted to know exactly what I was talking about. Like, I want to be, um, what is it called? I want to be skilled in my profession, not like it's so like I can say like yes, I learned how to design. Like my mom taught me how to use my phone first sewing machine, but having the knowledge of like going to school and working with like professors that was already in the field, it was like breathtaking and it was like liberating in a way because I was like, wow, this is why I moved to New York and now I'm finally like pursuing Living it all over it. again. So yeah, that's amazing. Wow, wow. But so before we close this out, what's one thing you uh -huh. would tell to 10-year-old Tolu ten -year -old from Tolu. just everything that we've discussed, you know, what you're excited for, mm -hmm. what's coming next for you, mm. what would you kind of give, if you could give yourself back some advice or give yourself some advice mm. or just words of encouragement, words what would you say? I'll just say the water is yours. Like, just do it honestly and just continue to do anything that you put your heart through, like, Hard work does pave off, and if you have your mindset on something, focus on it, make that your laser, and just go after it, because like I said, no one's going to do it for you. Exactly. You got to get what you got to get. Get yeah. it done. Tolu. So yeah. This has been amazing. Da -da -da -da. Hey, I'm going to get that drop. I'm going right. to get that drum dun, drop, dun, right? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Listen. This has been amazing. <laughs> Thank, you Thank you so much, Tolu. <laughs> like, I think that your energy and your spirit is just mm -hmm. what inspires people to just be drawn to you. And, yeah, we're here to support. So let, the, let the fam know where they can find you. Oh, so you can find me um, at Instagram. Instagram. I really don't use Twitter, but I'm new to it. Beyonce found me on Twitter. So, hey. <sighs> Listen, so, right? So, so, you know, maybe she'll just drop the gems. No. Drop so more gems. Mm -hmm. It's T O L U C O Y E. Tolu C O Y E. So, yeah. And you can find my brand, Oye Green, O Y E, color green. And my designer brand, that was so awkward, <laughs> but my design, yeah, design my journal, page. my page at Oye Journal. <laughs> 
boom yes and that's the way it goes thank you so much for listening to this episode make sure to send me a voice message now i can take like voicemails i'm trying to have more voicemails oh, yeah, yeah. So fun. Mm-hmm. and like respond back to questions so if you have any questions for me or tolu and this conversation what inspired you what you're trying to roast us for if you don't like area nyc i'm dead <laughs> so you know upliftment in right my life, so, nah, leave know, the roast how, how leave the, i'll grow, handle the roast you know? i'll handle it right it's a part of growth it is know? a part of growth it is you have to take the heat sometimes can't handle the heat no Okay. <laughs> but yes, my uh, my name is Equa PM, and this has been another episode of Afrolit. Stay tuned for more. Bye. Bye.